where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Where It's At. I'm your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Dan Hornstein. If you haven't heard us before, this podcast is a music-based podcast for anyone who enjoys music mm. or podcasts, because ironically, it's a podcast, mm. too. Mm. 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 Men. Maybe we could do a podcast about podcasts and really throw everybody Just for a loop. Meta. Yeah. All meta. Yeah. <laughs> on this podcast, Dan and I each pick an album for the week, listen to it, and then come together to give a brief bio of the artist and then discuss why we picked them and then have a conversation about it. And before we get into the music, you can find me on Instagram in all 11 of my posts at Mr. Underscore Pockets 21. And feel free to DM me and ask me my opinions on music or share your opinions on music. Or you can find Dan on Instagram at Dwight Privilege. And speaking of that real quick, oh, wait, uh, you can also send us an email at wherepod at gmail.com. <laughs> and yes, uh, we do respond to your messages. We do take your input to heart because last week we did the listener appreciation episode and we listened to the absolutely stellar near perfect hail stand by periphery and the atrocious pile of garbage <laughs> divisions by star set. <laughs> Poor star set. Uh, I just, I, I, it's, I expect the, like outside of the one song, I just hoped for so much more. It could have been so much more, but alas, I'm not going to talk about that again. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could go on again for another week. Okay. So this week we're back in the groove of for, or I should say, yeah, we're doing first impressions. So this week, what did you pick for first impressions, Dan? Okay. This week I picked something different that we haven't really done, which is a live set. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a live set from a band that I just found like the day before we were recording last week's episode where we decided what our pick was going to be. And it, it's a group called pixel grip. I follow audio tree on mm -hmm. YouTube and watch some of their performances. And if you don't find, if you don't follow audio tree, it's a really cool YouTube channel. That's all they do is just showcase different bands doing short sets, 25 minutes or so is about five songs each. And this group pixel grip came up and it's this kind of, um, industrial dance group that, uh, has a female front person named Rita Lucia. Uh, there are three people. It's Rita, Tyler Onman and, uh, Omen, sorry, O M M E N. And then Jonathan Freund. Uh, they're a Chicago group. They're classified as Chicago club pop. Um, but they're, they're kind of dark. And I had listened yeah. to like one song called club mania, which kicks off their, uh, their set and went, yep, this is something that I want to dig into a little more. It had a lot of features of things that I liked. So for first impressions, um, I dig it. Uh, it, I dig it. It's not the, it's not the coolest thing in the world. It's not the best thing in the world, but it was super catchy in a lot of areas. It's got this kind of dark gothic -y vibe to it that I like club club goth. Um, Club Mania is a really cool song where she's talking about break, take a break, like a candy bar. I was like, every time I heard that line, I was like, this is so fun. Um, 
so I, I really kind of liked it. I, I think that this is a, what I wrote down is this is a band that if they were an opening band at a concert that I went to, I would be super into it. But if they were headlining, I would not necessarily pay the money. Right. <laughs> that's a very accurate way to put it. And that's kind of where I settled in. So I, I, I'll, I'll tell you just real shortly. I went and dug into some of their, um, recorded stuff. Like they, they have an EP out and a couple of EPs and I was listening to some of that. And, um, this is a band that, that does better live. They weren't as good on the EP as really? they were on this live session from audio tree. Uh, so they, they apparently they're, just a band that you should see live and they bring a little bit of an energy to it. What did you think? Uh, I initially, first thing that stood about me was the vocals. I thought she has a good voice. I enjoyed that. I wasn't like the description on my Apple music says pop. I would not classify this as pop. Um, I don't think pop, begins to even come remotely close <laughs> to what this is. So that to me was kind of like misleading. I think uh, Apple music messes up a lot of that. It does. There's a lot of times where Apple music will like put stuff on like old noise core stuff from tooth and nail records from like 1998. And it'll say like gospel. I'm like, this is yeah. not gospel. I, I don't get that. <laughs> I think that's their like when they don't know what to call it. Yeah. They're like, fuck it. Gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I liked it. I, I should say I like it for a limited amount of time. I like the, the creativity to, Oh, Hey, let's blend some club music with goth music. It's an interesting experiment. It's something neat. But by the time you get three, four, or I should say by the time I get three or four songs into it, the, it all just starts to sound the same. Yeah. Um, and when music starts to sound the same, I get really tired of it and I get really disinterested with it. I was hoping for a bit more variation. I think they have a lot, like, especially with like the industrial feel, like the industrial influences. Mm -hmm. I feel like they could really expand on that or it just expand in some other ways and make more variation. They reminded me of not style wise, not genre wise, but it reminded me. So three or four years ago, I met two really good friends of mine. We went on tour together. We play music together and we all are foodies. So we met up in New Orleans like four years ago just to eat our way through New Orleans. And we both were like, hey, all were like, hey, let's let's go find a live show. And there was this band called Always. They're like a hipster indie rock band. Not really my jam. And they were really it was like they did a great live show but all of their songs sounded the same the drummer played the exact same beat for every song all Uh, the songs were in roughly the same song structure roughly the same key and there was a bunch of like 20 year old hipsters there like why are you here and (laughs) i was like look i pay my rent leave me alone i'm full of gumbo go away (laughs) (laughs) um I I was like, I wanted, it was like fun to go see a live band in New Orleans, like a city that is all about music and culture and food. But it was such a, like looking back on it, I was like, it was really a disappointing show because there was no headliner. It was just them. And they were just kind of like, bleh. And this reminded me of that. It's a, it's a good live show, but the music was just missing that something that would make it, ooh, I'm really engaged now. You know what I mean? I do. I agree. I, I heard a lot of like Nine Inch Nails influence mm-hmm. in the band. Um, one of the big things that 
would I would say separates a band like Nine Inch Nails, whom I love dearly, versus Pixel Grip is variety. Not only in songwriting and song structure, but in tones and textures and different kind of instrumentation that they're using and and all around too. You know, sorry, but Trent Reznor's just got a much better knack for writing a catchy melody. These guys do a really good job of programming a very danceable beat, Mm -hmm. getting some cool sounds in there, but they, what's missing the key ingredient for me is the hook. Where's the something to really drive this out. There's aside from the Kit Kat candy bar line of like club mania. I found that there wasn't a whole lot to this that was had a little bit of a sing along quality. There was nothing that I could hum or latch on to. And with this type of music, I feel like that's an important Mm -hmm. characteristic to have um you know any any type of danceable music whether or not it's dark and gothy or more pop driven the hook is really going to be the key driver for a lot of your audience and so to to not have that i get it sometimes sometimes it's cool to be anti um anti-musical just for the sake of being anti-musical but when bands do that well there's also there's still something there to grab my attention and keep me focused. So, um, yeah, I think we, we both agree. I I ended up giving it, um, like three beards, you know, it's, it's right at a three out of five for me. Yeah. I think if they were opening band, I'd think like, that was a really cool opening band, but if they were headlining, I'd probably feel like you did in new Orleans. (laughs) Yeah. I gave them two beards. I just hope for a little bit more. I think they have the potential to be a lot greater, but I think they got to, I mean, at least for me, they got to try something else with it or write some better hooks or something. But maybe that's just not what they're into. I mean, hey, if that's what not what they want to do, like, seriously, do what you want to do. Like, I don't think musicians should cave into what, you know, critics or other people want them to do. Like, do the music that you enjoy doing. If it's popular, cool. If it's not, cool. Just do what you enjoy doing. That's what music's all about. Hell yeah. So what'd you pick for first impressions? I picked the new album, Be Right Back by Georgia Smith. Georgia Smith is an English singer-songwriter from West Midlands. Uh, She has been writing songs since she was 11 years old. Boy. Yeah. And so I had heard about her from her previous album, Lost and Found, which has some really good tracks on it. One thing I'll say I like about Georgia Smith is her voice is just incredible. She's a good songwriter, but it all comes back to the same thing. She's just got a really, really good voice. She knows how to sing. She knows how to put the stuff together. Uh, This is what I would, this is great chill out music. Or if you're, you know, you want to relax, if you want to like take a relaxing drive somewhere, you've had a long, stressful day, pop this on and just like let your worries and your cares melt away. Just nod your head to the groove, turn the lights down, you yeah. know, whatever you want to do. This is just ultimate relaxing, <clears throat> just chill music. Like you're like, oh man, I had such a stressful day or you're having a stressful day at work, pop in your earbuds, go in the bathroom, close the stall, pretend you're taking a dump and spend 15 minutes just chilling and listening. Like, ah, oh, yeah, I can, I can calm down now. <laughs> Why do you have and to you pretend can- you're taking a dump? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you could just say, hey, I'm taking 15. You're right. You know, I'm, I'm, by law, do one of those every few hours or so. You don't have to fake it. Where are you working that you have to fake taking a dump? Because it's the only time. Is, you, is this like an Amazon thing? Because they don't even let you do that. Then I would just like say, go get on one of the forklifts in Amazon and take a shit. Right on take the a forklift. shit on the forklift. <laughs> yeah. Do it. And listen to this. Take a no, break but- like a Kit Kat candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> Take a shit like a Kit Kat candy bar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my favorite songs on this were Gone and Digging. Digging is really, really good. Uh, that's the first one that really, really stood out to me. And it's just such a good track. It's one of those tracks for me that just gets the melody gets stuck in my head. And you just sit, I find myself just like sitting there humming away to it. Um, I, I really like this. I like her last album. She's also uh, puts out some other stuff with like other artists and stuff. That's really, really good. I highly recommend Georgia Smith. Dan, what did you think? Uh, so first off, <laughs> sorry, that just came out. You can edit that if you need to. Um, I ate a lot of vegetables. Anyways, I thought for first impressions, we're, we made the deal. You and me. Mm-hmm. That this was the the idea behind first impressions right. is you don't have to spend a whole lot of time with it. Right. What's your first impression? Give it a once through, give it a twice through. Right. I ended up giving this like a four or five through. <laughs> um, because it's a very tasteful record. Mm-hmm. And I liked that a lot. I, I thought the things that I liked about it, there's a lot of variety of instruments being used. There's a there's a lot of different sounds that she's pulling in, um, she, you know, for an R and B record, which I think this would, this is R and B, yeah, right? This is R and B. Yeah. Pop R and B. Um, she doesn't do a whole lot of, of over singing, which right. can be, we've talked about that before. can be a little bit of a turnoff for me with over singing and R and B music. It's, it's like listening to Inve Malmsteen do too many notes solos all the time. I, I just get mm-hmm. tired of it really quickly. Um, Man, I, I this record. I wish it was longer. I really no, so do. do. I. It's a short album, and the first go around listening to it, I was I just kind of had it on, and I was working, and I was listening to it, but I was trying to be very mindful of what I was listening to, and um, I actually got I got fooled. I got tricked by Apple Music because Apple Music started to autoplay Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Right after, like, and I thought I was like, "Holy shit, you got Kendrick!" Because. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to um, To Pimp a Butterfly? No. Kendrick's album? It's, it's top-notch. Fantastic mm-hmm. record. Uh, but it's got a lot of similar instrumentation that she's using. So a lot of almost jazz influence, mm-hmm. some guitar, some cool shit going on. Uh, and so it was actually a good call that, uh, that Apple Music mm-hmm. was like, oh, based on Georgia Smith, we're going to automatically bring in Kendrick Lamar because obviously you like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only until after I realized it wasn't Kendrick that I got a little bit bummed out, but man, I really, I, I'll tell you, and I'm, I'm going to spoil it a little bit, but, uh, you know, between this and like the weak picks, like the real deep dives that we're going to uh-huh. get into, I, I listened to this more than I listened to some of the deep dive stuff. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I liked it that much. It's a four beards. I, I gave this one a four beards too. And, uh, if you like, uh, jazz. She has a jazz single called Rose Rogue, which okay, I is hear that. absolutely phenomenal. And nice. I mean, phenomenal. Nice. Like 
It's it's so good. And her other album, Lost and Found, from 2016, I recommend the track on that, number eight, Blue Lights. It is okay. also phenomenal. Both of those tracks and then her track, Digging, are my three favorite tracks of hers. She's a very, very good songwriter. And um, <clears throat> from... <sighs> okay, we'll, we'll just get into the later two albums when we get there. Uh, <laughs> but I give this one uh, four and a half beards. Nice. This is a damn near perfect record to me, except for the fact that it's too short. It's yeah, it's nine songs. One or two more songs would have really just been like the the icing on the cake kind of a take, thing. Yeah, for take me. your time, Georgia. Let's round this thing out. You yeah. don't need to just. I know there's the expression "done is better than perfect," but you got some time. We'll wait. Oh, Wait, definitely. I want 12 songs next time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they're all good. <laughs> Georgia, if you're listening to you, first of all, uh, crumpets. And then secondly, <laughs> did you say crumpets? <laughs> I did. I don't know why. Isn't that how you greet people in Britain? Just <laughs> no. <crumpets>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whatever, man. I'm cultured. Okay. <laughs> I'm cultured. I say crumpets randomly. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation. Hello. Uh, that's amazing. Oh, I want more songs. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the elephant, man. Yeah. <laughs> I am not an animal. <laughs> okay. Before we just get into a range of jokes that mock the British people, what is your uh, pick for this week, Dan? <laughs> let's, yeah, so let's talk about the French people instead. Um, okay, Year of No Light is the mm-hmm. band. The album is Consolamentum. Year of No Light is a French post-metal band from Bordeaux, France, formed in 2001. Uh, they are uh, a big time long epic song group in the vein of other stuff that we've reviewed like Godspeed You Black Emperor. Uh they write very long, very epic instrumental songs that in my mind are meant to be played at a very loud volume, uh a very high volume. This is this is crank it up music. Let the experience of the very loud guitars and drums kind of start to swirl around you and really just get lost in the sort of trance-like quality of a lot of this music. Um, If you're into this kind of thing, I would say this is an album for you. I was really excited to review this because, uh, you know, Year of No Light, I guess they're in a bunch of other bands, but I've never really dug into the side stuff that they've done. This is their first album, though, since like 2013, so almost Mm -hmm. 10 years since the last time we've heard from them. And uh, boy, I got a lot of of things to say about this. I want to introduce it, but if I want to give you the floor first mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very loud record. It's a very high volume record. They've got, uh, like three guitar players, a bass player, notorious for having two drummers, uh, when they play live and stuff like that. So this is, this is a band that's really just feeding off of dynamics and volume, trying to create an experience kind of like the band sun does with just the extremely loud amps and kind of very slow sludgy, uh, uh, style of, of music. It's like Godspeed You Black Emperor, but a lot more metal influence. It definitely in is a lot more metal. Godspeed yep. more, but You Black Emperor is more 
ambient, I would say, mm-hmm. more ethereal. And this is more metal, which was an interesting twist to it. So what did you think? Well, I thought the name Year of No Light was a perfect sum for what the music is. It 55 minutes feels like a year when you listen to it. Oh. And there's no light at the end of the tunnel because it's so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> I so I knew I knew you, we talked about that last week. You remember? I was like, these yeah. are these are long songs. Yeah. I tried to set the expectation for you. Just get ready. Did that help at all, or was it still? It just, helped you had a little bit, but it was still it. was okay. just like uh, so many times during. I was just like, just get to the point. <laughs> but that is the point. Oh, uh, and it was caught. It was just like, what is? I, I, it felt like for me, it's like almost anxious because you're waiting for something that never comes. Mm. When I, that's the what I feel like when I listen to this. I'm like, I'm waiting for some metal shit to come and it sort of comes you know what i mean so you feel underwhelmed yeah i feel like it's a bit underwhelming like it builds to some things but i'm like anticipating metal like some crazy breakdowns and bass drops and so you're you're wanting you're wanting modern metal right yeah stuff i'm <laughs> listening to this like this is a this is, uh, you know, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Just what is this that stands yeah. before me? And like they they live in that world, and that's all they do. And to me, there's a there's a value to that because it's so creepy, it's so atmospheric, and it puts me in a mood mm-hmm. that when I'm able to get into that, it's so fun. It's kind of like, you know why is the exorcist the scariest movie of all time? Is it really because there's a lot of things that shock you and jump in your face? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of scenes, but really the exorcist is the scariest movie of all time because it's all about tone right. and the mood and the vibe that it creates. And that's to me what year of no light does a good job of so well, they, you know, this is a, the, my favorite record from them that I'll wait a long time before we review because you'll absolutely despise it is, <laughs> is a, although I'm going to give you credit cause they took the, the, it's meant to be played as one track. Okay. Mm. And it's, it's an hour long. It's a, it's a long piece. Each song transitions into the other, but they break it up into songs. So, uh, they break it up into smaller songs. They scored a 1930s vampire movie in from Europe. That's kind of like Nosferatu uh, called vampire, but V A M P Y R in 2008 or nine mm-hmm. or whatever, when that, when they released that album and it's, it's like one of the creepiest long form pieces of music that I've heard in a long time. So this is a band that really captures some of that, that vibe. This is like, listen to it in the dark, really loud, mm-hmm. you know, I don't smoke weed, but if I was stoned, it'd probably make it that much better type of music. <laughs> right. And I really love it. Uh, the things I love. Okay. So track number one, ob- Obduration, mm-hmm. pretty decent opener. It takes its time building in, but I love this kind of like sludgy pace of the song as it gets into it. Um, there's this like octave guitar lead that comes in on top of it. That's very cool. Uh, we talked last week about how I love when, bands leave in mistakes mm-hmm. uh, right around like the seven minute mark. There's this like feedback 
squeal that happens in that song and I'm pretty sure it just happened by accident but they were like leave that in yeah. and I'm so happy that they did because it adds to it um, I feel like the drums are very well done in this I don't know if it's two drummers or one it sounds like it's just one but I can't tell if they're just that much on time but uh, the drums are always really 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 powerful across the whole record and I think the drummer does some very tasteful stuff when he plays beats um, that aren't necessarily show offy, but they fit really, really well. He's a very tasteful drummer all the way through. Um, this is, uh, I talked about texture in songs earlier. This album has a ton of texture to it. It's almost tangible. Yeah. And it it, how fuzzy and just gnarly and like, you can feel it on your skin kind of mm -hmm. like crawling kind of guitars and stuff like that. And I feel like when it comes to the, the drone nature of what they do, where it's so loud that things start to warble and take on a life of their own because it's just that turned up that much. Um, the only other band that I know that does that is, is sun. And I, I kind of like this band better than sun. Sun gets a lot of praise. I like some stuff by them, but it, they're, not as consistent to me mm, as yes. year of no light is. Um, other things I loved, uh, track number two is, is, um, Aletheia has some really cool blast beats going on the back half of track three that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Cause it's something in French. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was outstanding. And then lastly, man. So track five, came that starts with like the synth and then mm -hmm. it goes into like the heavy like john carpenter horror sounding stuff could be this could be like the soundtrack to the thing and mm -hmm. then like the end of that song with the bells coming in feels like a fucking demon just arrived and like the gates of hell <laughs> opened up and it's kind of like you're fucked now and it's the cool it's so cool like i thought that was such a powerful just like epic kind of dark french like medieval way to end a song like this is i want to listen to this shit in a fucking castle okay <laughs> like that's what i want to i really want to do i want to go see this band like play some sort of cathedral like uh -huh. Notre Dame and just like in on midnight on Halloween and just get into that kind of vibe with a bunch of really cool French people and then drink blood and fucking <laughs> see how it goes. I really, I think it would be so much fun. Um, I love this record. I, I, I really did. I'm going to give it four beards. You're probably going to give it one. Yep. I'm going to give it one, but I will uh, say one thing that wah, they did wah. right was uh, this album for a modern rock slash metal album. It was not overproduced. It was not overcompressed. They leave in the imperfections. That is one thing that the production, the production on this is phenomenal. And your point to making mistakes. One thing I do like about music and as someone who has recorded music, there is a point where you go too far making your music sound perfect, especially if it's rock music. Yeah. If you're doing dance music or electronic music or pop music, you have less flexibility to do that just because of the instrumentation. When you have rock music, man, you want to have weird scr string scratches in the background or odd feedback that doesn't make sense or a snare drum that isn't perfect every time. Like one of the snare hits isn't a rim shot. It's just a regular uh -huh. snare hit and the next three are rim shots. You, you want that inconsistency in rock music because it feels more raw and real. That is one thing this band got right. Unlike 
pretty much most of the other rock artists that we have reviewed. That has been a pretty consistent complaint from both of us from even the rock albums that we did like. I'm like, man, this is a little overdone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something to, uh, to bands that do that really well. There's, there's a producer that I like a lot named Steve Albini. Mm-hmm. He's out of Chicago. He's a big, you know, um, if you don't know Steve Albini listeners, he's, he's somebody you should know. Big proprietor of like the early noise rock scene in the late eighties and early nineties. He was a band called big black and another band called shellac. And he's this big punk producer. He produced in utero. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which was Nirvana's like bold attempt to have an album sound, nothing like nevermind. Right. And to really be just like a very imperfect sounding record. They called Steve Albini. He specializes in that kind of stuff. But to me, it's the most accurate recording of a band that way. You're really hearing what a band truly sounds like mm-hmm. when it's warts and all. And that's, yeah, I like that about year of no light. They are very much a warts and all band. Turn it up loud as fuck. Let's get sludgy. Right. I love, I love slow, brooding metal there's a there's a sub genre of metal i think it's called um so there's like there's sludge and there's doom and then there's like a sub genre of doom that's called like funeral doom or something like that and uh there's a couple of bands that i've i've checked out that in that genre uh-huh. that are like really yeah funeral doom is a sub genre of doom metal that has many hallmarks of traditional doom low tune guitar, extremely heavy sound, low tempo, slow tempos, but they are even slower and often likened to a funeral dirge. And I don't know why that just, that shit hits me. <laughs> I really dig it when bands can do that a lot. Yeah. There's a, the one band called shape of despair that I like a lot. It's a perfect name for it too, but that's all it is. It's like the slowest thing you can think of. And if you can get into that vibe, man, it's, it's good shit. Yeah, not really my thing, but I gave it a not, shot. Not for everybody, and I'm glad that you listened to it. Uh, thank you for being open-minded and, oh, yeah. you know, continuing to give it a, a shot. Uh, I'm going to keep trying to get you into some shit that I like. I, I'll be the first person to admit, a lot of the stuff I like really isn't for everybody. <laughs> okay, but... Yeah. I really, I get very passionate about it. The stuff I, when I like stuff like this, I really do. I really want to see these guys live. I have a feeling it's going to be the loudest show in the world. Oh, it probably would be. be. Um, Just, you know, blow your eardrums out. I'm sure it would have to be. (laughs) So um, this week I picked the album Sleepless Nights by Louis LaRoche and... First off, I got to say, it's, it's an electronic album. For the first time in a long time, here is, at least in my opinion, an artist that has an intro that doesn't suck. Like the intro to the record? Yeah. Are you talking about uh, speaker response? Yeah. I wanted it's- that song to be way longer, dude. So did I. I, I, I. That was the only complaint I had about it. Um, it's actually a song. It's not random talking about nonsensical bullshit. It's not sci-fi and weird. It was just, it was, it's got a good groove. It was fun. And I'm like, that's the intro. Damn, let's double that. Come on, let's mm-hmm. add some more to it. But uh, actually, the, <laughs> this is going to sound, so there's an interlude on this album too, uh, called num- uh, number seven, which is called after this short break, hands down my favorite track on this thing. And 
It is way too short. Once again, Same. I was yeah. like, I feel ripped off. It's such a catchy little interlude. It really needed to be fleshed out into a full-fledged like three and a half minute song. It could have easily done it. It is so good. Not that there's other songs on this that are good, but anyways, Louis LaRoche, um, uh, a great dance electronic producer. Uh, this this is a uh, kind of just your typical like kind of like dancey electronic music, but it's got at least it's got somewhat of like a, I don't know. He's got a unique flavor to his music. It's not like all the Tietzo stuff and all the other stuff you hear coming out of the, you know, Europe and stuff. That's all very light and airy and house and happy. It's, this has some like good changes to it. Like the cute song is weird and kind of silly, but then it goes into it's like low points too. I feel like, it ends, you know, it ends on back to you in good time. They're a little bit more chill out. It's like kind of taking dance music and blending it with some chill out music, which is really, really fun and really interesting and really different. I dug this start to finish. The only real two complaints I have about this is that the intro and the interlude were just way too sore. I really felt like they could have been feature tracks, but what did you think, Dan? Had you, well, let me ask you a question. Had you, uh, heard this before or was this your first run through with this record? I had heard this before and I was okay. like, when I first heard this, I was like, I have to put this on the list to review. Okay. So you kind of listened to it and then hit pause, mm. came back right. to it later. Cause right. I noticed it's an older record. It came out in like 2017. So I wasn't sure if this was something that you had a lot of familiarity with and it was just a record that Not you were a really lot. I've passionate had, about. I have a little bit of familiarity. I'm like, I had heard it before, but I was like, I'm not going to listen to this to death because I want to listen to this before I review it. Okay. No, that's, that's cool. I was, I was curious about that. I agree with you on, the intro track speaker response, it started so strong and then it just kind of ends suddenly. Right. And it was a little jarring for me. Um, there are, there are things about this record that I liked. There are things about this record that I didn't care for. And my opinion on a lot of dance and electronic music, it's, I'm always going to come back to this one same thing that, it's just not my favorite, but they do it a lot. It's very popular in the genre. And it's, it's, the, it's the style of singing. Um, just across the board, nine times out of ten, if I'm going to have something that I don't care for about dance or electronic music, mm-hmm. it's whoever they get singing on top of it and the way that they package that. It's never been a draw for me um, I, you know, for 20-plus years that I've been into uh, and trying to listen to dance music, always, always, always the stuff that I will gravitate more toward is the stuff without any vocals. That's mm-hmm. just got good music and good beats to it. Um, so that's on me knowing that going in. Okay. Right. Knowing that I'm going to, you know, kind of, I tried to go, okay, well, what is getting past my own prejudices <laughs> about, <laughs> <laughs> about this, you know, how can I objectively get into it? Uh, it's it's a really decent dance record overall. Mm-hmm. The things that he does that I really liked um, are when he brings in some of the 80s influence that not only in the keyboards and the way that it's it's arranged, um, but even with some of the mixing of the vocals had a very like 80s and 90s sound to it, you know, kind of like the uh, feels like it's being played on a turntable and he's almost mm-hmm. doing like some scratching with a lot of it. That's always fun to visit that well and to get revisited with some of that kind of stuff. Some of the tracks that he used more like um, 
not so much a, a person singing over it, but it felt like he was sampling the singing and just kind of fiddling with it. So you get more of that, uh, that, that type of sound, all very good stuff when it does that. When that happens, I'm, I'm all aboard for it. When songs like Holy Ghost Love come in, and it's more of just that traditional, first of all, you got fucking talking off the bat. <laughs> Coming in. And then number two, just that more traditional stuff, like Holy Ghost Love. I didn't care for that cute song very much either. Um, so I was, I was, I was up and down with it. Mm-hmm. as far as what I liked about it. But that's not to say that the record itself is inconsistent. It is. It's a, it's a cohesive album. It's, it's got a feel to it. It's got a vibe that carries all the way through. Um, but just in my, just for my personal taste, I was very up and down with it all over the place. Um, the songs that I liked, I thought pink lemonade was pretty good. Yep. Uh, back at you. I really enjoyed back at you or back. I did. And, uh, but like, I felt like he was saying bag of chew and it was, <laughs> sounded like he was talking about like chewing tobacco, like spit. Uh, Cause he's bag of chew. Um, and so that kind of ruined it for me. Uh, <laughs> I also liked all I had was a, was another track that I remember when that one came on that really stood out to me. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, you know, this is just, this is going to be something with me mm-hmm. that anytime we review a, uh, an electronic or a dance album or, or something like that, any type of EDM, most of the time it's, it's going to have to do something really special vocally to get me over that. Uh, I don't know why I'm like that. I don't know. It's that's, it's nothing but taste and preference. I have right. no, no ground, no leg to stand on there. It's just not what I like. I like long, slow, sludgy French post-metal bands. Uh-huh. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> uh, exactly. Everybody likes what they like. Like Everybody likes what they like. So, I mean, compared to some of the other like stuff that we've done on the podcast uh, since we've started it, I, I, I'll say that stacked up with some of that, this is... Uh, sort of on the bottom half for me overall, there were some records that we've done that I think I liked better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end up giving it uh, right at a five, right at two and a half beards, two and a half okay. out of five for me. Um, just because uh, I had my ups and downs with it. If I were more of a music critic and it wasn't so much my opinion, I would probably give it a little bit of a higher rating because mm-hmm. it's some care and some craft went into it and it's, it's got some catchy melodies but I'm ne- I'm always going to be a really tough sell when it comes to this kind of stuff. Okay, that's fair. I uh, I gave it a four. It's okay. not perfect. It's it's got its flaws. Not every st- track on there is stellar, but there's mm, like eighty percent of them I really enjoy. So it's a great. It's it's something I'll go listen to again and again and again. Uh, still though, the best album that we reviewed this week is hands down Georgia Smith's. Yeah. Georgia Smith. Like, I'll be honest. I, I, (laughs) I'll listen to that more often than I'll listen to year of no light year of no light. When I'm in the right mood is is wonderful. Um, Mm -hmm. just absolutely fantastic. And, uh, surprisingly had a great bike ride this week to year of no light, which I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, but I threw it on and I was, I got in the zone and like, you know, really kind of tranced out to it, which was cool. But yeah, Georgia Smith, holy shit. Uh, that was good stuff. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. So, 
Uh, what do you have picked for next week, Dan? Okay, man. I need your help deciding. Okay. Okay. Uh, I want to do one of a few different options and I've, I'm really just stuck on this. Okay. Uh, so option number one for next week, I thought it would be fun to do an artist spotlight. Okay. Uh huh. You and I were talking off of the podcast last week about how you started listening to Tools Record for your inoculum. Right. And I thought, gosh, you know, it'd kind of be fun to do like an artist spotlight and do a Tool album um, and possibly like a, a Tool first impression or something like that and just uh-huh. dig into their their catalog a little more. I'm super familiar with it. You're not as in-depth with it as me. So right. that's option one, okay? And I'm going to let you decide between that and several others. Option two is indie folk music. Okay. There's storefront church has an album that I really want to review. And then, um, you remember we did Megan Weiler, her -hmm. album came out. So that would be kind of my first two option. Three is heavy metal and noise where I would review the new dead heat record, which is just like full on thrash metal. And Mm then a, very noisy, like super noisy album called ultra pop by the armed. And then option four would be more just traditional kind of alternative music. Uh, and then option five, (laughs) I got a lot of new shit. Option five is, uh, contemporary rock slash jazz. Ooh, Okay, so so let's repeat the options just to give you a rundown. Artist Spotlight <laughs> Tool mm-hmm. is number one. Indie Folk is number two. Noise Shit is number three and Heavy Metal. Number four is more traditionally alternative stuff. And then number five is more experimental jazzy rock. Hmm. I, I'm leaning towards Tool or the alternative one. Okay. How about we do the alternative? You know what? Let's each hmm. hold on one second. Cause I, if we both, we could both do an artist spotlight, which would be fun as hell. It would be fun. We've not done kind of a themed episode that way. Let's, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. I keep. So do you want to do an artist spotlight on like Maynard James Keenan and open the door to doing an album by a perfect circle as well as tool? Or do you want to just stick with tool, the band and kind of focus on them? Let's stick with tool. Okay. Yeah, and so how do you want to do this? Do you want to us each pick an artist or we just pick just all tool stuff? Ooh, dealer's choice. I don't know. Um, mm, mm. <laughs> cause four tool things could be quite a lot. That's what I'm thinking. It do could, two first although, although you could do, so, or if we yeah, do Maynard, so, then we can throw in some Pucifer perfect circle. So let's do that. Okay. So, so I'll do, uh, I'll pick my tool record. Uh huh. Is going to be 2001 Lateralis, uh, okay. my favorite record by them. And, and probably, you know, if I had to pick like, you know, one of my top 15 records of all time. Okay. Uh, this would make it into the top 15 for me. Um, and then for a perfect circle, I'll choose, I'll go in a different direction. For first impressions, I'll do their, 
I want to do their first record because it's their best, but I also really like elements of their newest one. So mm-hmm. let's do their newest one called Eat Newerest the one? Newerest. It's the most newerest, <laughs> the mostest newerest of all of them. So we'll do a perfect circle. Uh, Eat the Elephant is the record for first impressions. We'll give that one a short list too, but we'll do a deep dive into lateralis. What are you going to pick? Are you going to do more tool as well? So for the first impression, I'm going to do uh, the new Pucifer album, Existential Reckoning, and I'll do uh, Fear Inoculum for the full, the full blown deep dive. Cool. So a lot of, a lot of modern Maynard. Mm-hmm. A lot of modern Maynard dudes in his like <laughs> late fifties now. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Very cool. We'll do that then. Done. First artist, cool. artist spotlight record. And then that will free me up to have a better decision made for the week after that. And to really get into some of the fun stuff um, that I have. Uh, there's just, there's a whole lot of like cool variety of new shit coming out, man. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm dying to get to some of it. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited to choose new bands that I'm not as familiar with coming mm-hmm. up soon. I think it just burped into the microphone again. Sorry, but <laughs> I don't think about it. I did, but I tried to hide it. And then right. now I'm like, let me just expose the truth. So <laughs> them yummy vegetables. <laughs> Dude, I found these veggies at Costco that come in a big bag. They're fire roasted. They're Ooh. frozen, but they're fire roasted. And it's so good. Okay. Like all I do is just sprinkle a little olive oil and seasoning on them. And I, I can like, cook them in a pan or even microwave it. And, mm-hmm. uh, but it's like, it's Brussels sprouts, which I hate that. I love Brussels sprouts now, but I do <laughs> Brussels sprouts, like red bell pepper, yellow bell pepper, onion, and mushroom. And that's Ooh, it. That's and simple, it's, but good. It's delicious. It's so good. So uh, it's called vegetable melange, which Ooh. how fancy is that? Right? Like, yeah. Like give me a croissant. It's like, it's like <laughs> that. Like, <laughs> Like, excuse me, sir. Tonight we'll have the vegetable melange <laughs> with a croissant, like, with a croissant, <laughs> and a Chianti. <laughs> yes. And I'm okay. Like, I'll have well, what he's having. Um, <laughs> turn it off. Oh yeah. So interrupt me and thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. We'll see you all next week for Artist Spotlight. Yes.